Hello and good evening, dear friends, and welcome to another edition of Ambassadors for Christ. I am your host, Anthony Florio, joined as always by my dear friend and brother in Christ, the one and only Mr. Michael Keenan. Good evening, Mr. Keenan. How are you this evening? Good evening, Mr. Florio. I'm doing good. And yourself? Blessed as always, brother. No complaints, as always. So, so what do you have for in store for us before I, um, before I share what I have? Well, I got something I want to share with you all. It says, it says, Jesus said, put, but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you shall be witnesses to me. And I found that five minutes ago, so I just wanted to share it. Wow, that's awesome. And I have another one. I can do everything through Christ with, um, I don't know how to say, all right, hold on. Let me, re, let me re-say this. I can do everything through Christ who gives me strength. Yes. Philippians 4.13. And that's all I have. So it's all, it's all yours. All right. Um, I went to church this morning, and I got another bulletin for you, Mr. Keenan. I know how much you love them. Oh, God, yes, I do. You know that. <laughs> and today, I'm going to be sharing with you several scriptures that are meant to encourage. After all, that is one of our primary focuses of this podcast, you know, is to bless, encourage, inspire others, make disciples like the ambassadors for Christ that we are. So without any further ado, here's that. What are some encouraging Bible verses? No matter what our discouraging situation, there are encouraging verses in the Bible that can give us hope. When you've lost something or someone who has been very precious to you, Matthew 5 and 4 says, Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. When excruciating waves of chronic pain and weakness are crashing over your head, 2 Corinthians 12, 9 says, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. When your cupboard is bare and your last crumb has been scraped up, Psalm 23 and 1 says, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not be in want. When no one seems to understand or even to care, Psalm 55 and 22 says, cast your cares on the Lord and he will sustain you. He will never let the righteous fall. When you are being persecuted for your faith, John 15 and 18 says, if the world hates you, keep in mind that it hated me first. When life's fears and insecurities gang up on you, Psalm 27 and 1 says, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When you're worn out and worn down to the point of giving up, Hebrews 12, 2 and 3 says, Let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and completer of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, despising its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. 
Consider him who endured such opposition from sinful men so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. When under powerful temptation, 1 Corinthians 10 and 13 says, no, no temptation has seized you except what is common to man. And God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, he will also provide a way out so that you can stand up under it. And when circumstances lead you to doubt God, Mark 9 and 24 says, I do believe. Help me overcome my unbelief. And that's the church bulletin for today. Wow, that was amazing, just like they all are. But that was, that one was, my, that one was beautiful. Hey, it's Pastor Lucille, man, Pastor Lucille. You know, you know how she is with these bulletins, man. They're, they're always encouraging each and every week. Well, man, you know something? She can, she can keep, continue to do all these because they're amazing. The job that she does, wow, it's a, it's amazing. Amen. Amen. All right. I, I have a very special message I want to share with all of you this evening. And it was the message that, that our dear friend, Pastor Carl, Pastor Carl Russo, uh, he preached on this this morning. And, you know, it spoke to me so much that I wanted to, you know, follow up on what he, on what he preached about today. He preached about staying the course and, and I have something that I want to share with you. I don't have a special prayer, but I do have a special message that I do want to share with all of you about staying the course. So without any further ado, the Bible says in Acts 3 and 19, repent, therefore, and be converted that your sins may be blotted out so that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord. Baptism and the related steps we must take are only the beginning of the road to eternal life. Before we arrive at our ultimate destination, however, we have miles of road to travel. Today, we're going to take a look at some of the aspects of our journey revealed by our roadmap, the Bible. Remember that we are traveling a narrow road, as evidenced in Matthew 7 and 14. A clear sense of purpose and direction can help us stay the course. When we respond to God's calling through repentance and baptism, Many blessings and opportunities await us. Our minds will change. We will grow in wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. Proverbs 2, 1 to 11. We will learn to think and act as God thinks and acts. Keep going forward. Trials will come and sacrifices will be required. Matthew 10, 35, 39. Help us build godly character. James, half-brother of Jesus Christ, wrote, Consider it pure joy, my brothers, whenever you face trials of many kinds. Because you know that the testing of your faith develops perseverance. Perseverance must finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. Jesus cautions us to count the cost of traveling this road, just as we would with any major life undertaking. For which of you, intending to build a tower, does not sit down first and count the cost? Whether he has enough to finish it, lest after he has laid the foundation and is not able to finish, all who see it begin to mock him, saying, this man began to build and was not able to finish. Speaking to one potential follower who wanted to set conditions on his commitment, Jesus said, no one having put his hand to the plow and looking back is fit for the kingdom of God. Jesus expects his followers to finish what they start. Just as a small child learns to walk, we may be wobbly at first, stumbling in this new way of life. 
The temptations and trials we face will sometimes cause us to stagger and fall. But remember that God the Father and Jesus Christ are there to comfort and help us each step of the way. Our job is to keep striving with God's help and to become mature Christians. Hebrews 5, 13 to 14 tells us anyone who lives on milk, being still an infant, is not acquainted with the teaching about righteousness. But solid food is for the mature, who by constant use have trained themselves to distinguish good from evil. Living God's way may, must always remain our priority. We must continually seek first the kingdom of God and its righteousness, Matthew 6, 33. Keys that can help us remain oriented to God's way of life include regular prayer and the study of God's word. Furthermore, fellowshipping with other believers can be a tremendous encouragement in living our new lives dedicated to God. In Matthew 7 and 21, Jesus said, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father in heaven. We are given a choice as to what we will do, but Jesus clearly expects that we do our part in remaining faithful to him. As explained earlier, we must produce fruit in our lives that is pleasing to God. The end of the road, the kingdom of God. Now let's notice a few things about the coming kingdom of God and eternal life, the end of our spiritual journey. We should remember that the kingdom of God is the heart of the gospel message Jesus proclaimed. Mark 1, 14 to 15 says that Jesus came to Galilee, preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God and saying the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. In appearing to his disciples during the 40 days after his resurrection, Jesus continued to speak to them about the kingdom of God. At a time soon ahead of us, Christ will return to the earth and establish that kingdom. Revelation 11 and 15 speaks prophetically of that awesome day. Then the seventh angel sounded, and there were loud voices in heaven saying, The kingdoms of this world have become the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ, and he shall reign forever and ever. The kingdom of God will be a literal kingdom ruling over the earth replacing all human government and authority. As Daniel 2 and 44 foretells, the God of heaven will set up a kingdom which shall never be destroyed, and the kingdom shall not be left to other people. It shall break in pieces and consume all these kingdoms, and it shall stand forever. The early Christians fixed their eyes firmly on the future kingdom of God. Acts 8 and 12 explains that the message of God's kingdom was a major reason for people believing God's truth and choosing to be baptized. But when they believed, Philip, as he preached the things concerning the kingdom of God and the name of Jesus Christ, both men and women were baptized. We, too, must believe in the gospel. Today, if we remain faithful to God throughout our lifetime, we will share with Christ the role of kings and priests in his coming kingdom. We can look forward to becoming spirit and living forever. As his resurrected children, we will inherit from God all things, not just the earth, but the entire universe and spirit realm. You will get there with God's help. God holds out such wonderful and unimaginable promises of the brightest future possible. Yet to reach that destination, it is vital for us to persist in following him, to continually repent when we stumble, remaining focused on the goal. Despite the claims of many who teach once saved, always saved, it is always possible in this life for those who initially commit to God to subsequently deny him and lose out on salvation. Nevertheless, God speaks of our salvation as sure, as indeed it is as long as we don't come to a point of rejecting him and his way, whether through persistent neglect or bitterness. For those willing to commit their lives to him, God offers this wonderful perspective in Ephesians 1 and 13, 14. In him you also trusted after you heard the word of truth, 
the gospel of your salvation, in whom also, having believed, you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise, the guarantee of our inheritance, until the redemption of the purchased possession, to the praise of his glory. And Philippians 1.6 encourages us with these words. He who has begun a good work in you will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. As long as we actively seek God's will and allow his Holy Spirit to work in our lives, our eventual salvation is guaranteed. Yes, God promises to help us every step of the way, through every turn in the road. If we will repent, have faith in him for the forgiveness of our sins. Be baptized and look to him in his coming kingdom. Now what? Now that you know what to do, will you act on it? Or will you let this precious calling from God go unheeded? Through the prophet Isaiah, God gives us an invitation and a promise. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts. Let him return to the Lord and he will have mercy on him. And to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. In 2 Thessalonians 2 and 13, in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 13, 14, Paul writes, but we ought to always thank God for you. Brothers loved by the Lord, because from the beginning, God chose you to be saved through the sanctifying work of the Spirit and through belief in the truth. He called you to this through our gospel, that you might share in the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ. So then, brothers, stand firm and hold to the teachings he passed on to you, whether by word of mouth or by letter. If God is calling you, will you respond? The Apostle Peter exhorts all of us. Therefore, my brothers, be all the more eager to make your calling and election sure. For if you do these things, you will never fall, and you will receive a rich welcome into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Laid before you, then, is the road to eternal life, the only road. May you follow it without veering to the awesome destiny God has planned for you. And that's our message for today. Wow, that was awesome, too. Amen. Amen, brother. Amen. Amen, Anthony. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. All right. So I do hope that you will stay the course and you're blessed when you stay on course. That's all there is to say on that. So um, I was hoping to have a prayer for this, but um, I don't really have one for this one. Um, but in all, in all honesty, though, um, let's Who just... needs a prayer after you just read all that? That was amazing. Yeah. Yeah, you're absolutely right, brother. You're absolutely right on that. So let's just let's just get to our our final order of business, Mr. Keenan. You know you know what that is, as always. Daily scripture of the day. Yes, sir. And it comes to us from the book of Psalms, Psalm 119, verse 9, New King James Version, simply reads, How can a young man cleanse his way? By taking heed according to your word. Well, that was very well put. And I, and I think that um, that goes great with our message that we just talked about, with staying on course. So, mm -hmm. all right, that will put the bow on this 
Sunday edition of Ambassadors for Christ. We want to thank you all so very much for for listening this evening. And we will be back with you on Thursday night over on Mike's channel for the Thursday edition of Ambassadors for Christ on his anchor channel. And until then, it's Anthony Florio from Mike Keenan. You know the routine, everybody. You know how we do it. For everybody who's been a part of this one, bye for now, dear friends. God bless. Be good to each other. Have a blessed week. And until Thursday night for the next edition of Ambassadors for Christ over on Mike's channel, you've been listening to this Sunday edition of Ambassadors for Christ right here on my anchor channel here on anchor.fm. And remember, as the late, great Lawrence Welk always used to say, keep a song in your heart. While we here and Ambassadors for Christ say, keep the word of God in your heart. And as our dear friend Pastor Caruso once said, but doesn't really do it anymore, but I'm, I'm keeping it alive. Nobody is greater than Jesus. Come on, Mike, you know it. No. Nobody. God bless you is our prayer. Okay, Anthony. We'll talk to you on Thursday night. Have a blessed couple of days, and we'll talk to you then. Bye for now. Bye for now, brother. Same to you.